I respectfully disagree podcast episode one forty nine. I have no intentions on having a specific topic today, man. I'm just in a good mood. Felt like hitting the record button, man. Just sit down and talk. Um, hope everybody's enjoying their weekend, holiday weekend. Um, spending some time with loved ones. Uh, graduation season, man. Shout out to uh, my daughter. She just completed fifth grade. Uh, she had her fifth grade uh, ceremony the other day at school. She's heading off to middle school next year. So kudos to my daughter. Um, shout out to the Boston Celtics possibly could make history with being the first team ever to come back from a three old deficit. So shout out to Boston. And, uh, like I said, just no sense of direction. I'm hoping, uh, Chuck, Chuck Reed peeps that I'm on this live and joins in real quick. Um, it's interesting because like I said, I I tell people all the time following the games, I always listen to the post game interviews and things like that. I love watching inside the NBA with, uh, Shaq, Kenny, Barkley, Ernie. And, um, they were doing a segment last night talking about, uh, Shaq's record, Barkley's record, Kenny Smith and elimination games. And it flashes across the screen that Shaq has uh he is six and twelve in elimination games. So of course, you know what I'm saying? They, you know, laugh and joke, carry on about it. And right on cue, I got four rings. I got four rings. And I'm just sitting there looking at it. I'm just like, bro, it's like it rubbed me the wrong way. Even to the point to where I, I made a Facebook status about it last night. And I'm just like, to me, it sounds stupid. That argument sounds stupid. Four rings doesn't wash away that you're 6-12 and 12 in el- elimination games. You know what I'm saying? It's like people talk like rings are the end-all, be-all as it relates to sports. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? Of course, the goal is to win. We get that. But it's like everybody can't win a championship, bro. And for those that have never won a championship, you're trying to tell me that their production or their career is a waste, it's a wash. Like, nah, man. Like, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. And like I said, I made a post about it. And, of course, people wanted to give their opinions and things like that and Quite frankly, here comes the LeBron, this and that. And it's like, bro, every conversation can't be about LeBron, dog. It's like, I'm not one of those fans. At the end of the day, I love basketball. So basketball trumps LeBron James. I don't care how much of a fan I am. I was an Allen Iverson fan. Basketball trumps all of that. It trumps Jordan. It trumps everybody, bro. I'm going to talk about basketball before I sit here and regurgitate a bunch of stuff about LeBron and this and that. And it's like, I get it. It's cool for social media, talking points, arguing, going back and forth. It's cool for barbershop talk. Hell, it's even cool for the podcast, bro. Give you something to talk about. 
But it's like at the end of the day, I love basketball. So rings don't mean anything to me, bro. Like that, it don't move me. It never has. So that's kind of what I want to talk about overall in a sense. It's just like, how do we get to this point? Where it's like, it don't matter what anybody has done. If he or she has never won a championship, it's just diminished. It's just watered down. So we're going to chime in a little bit on that. But like I said, I'm I'm hoping Chuck Reed joins in and hopefully he can dial in and and uh, chop it up here on the Facebook Live. But while I'm waiting on that, man, I just got back from watching uh, Fast and the Furious, man. Uh, it's one of them things where it's like I find them entertaining. Uh, it's something to do. Me and my wife went and checked them out. And I actually love them. You know what I'm saying? It's like I enjoy what they're doing with the storyline adding more people to it or whatever. And <laughs> at this point, you got to look at uh, Vin Diesel or Dominic Toretto as a superhero. That's the only thing I can I can picture, man. It's like I'm putting them in a category with Iron Man and Thor and all them now because they got him doing some unbelievable stuff. So shout out to them and that movie line, storyline or whatever. But uh, while I'm in the movies – I'm sitting there going back and forth with these folks about these rings, man. That's why I was like, I couldn't even enjoy the film because people having these conversations. I'm like, how did a a post about Shaq turn into LeBron? It's like, bro, I hate that. I can't stand it, man. It's like you can't even have a normal, civilized conversation these days without people just coming in, just talking all off the wall. It don't make no sense, bro. But it's like... While I'm waiting, and I hope Chuck joins this, this, this live, but it's like, you're not going to convince me that this ring talk didn't start until LeBron started winning. For anybody that's been watching sports and following basketball and all of that, dog, like, I don't recall when the Lakers were winning championships and they went on that, that three-peat run. I don't recall when Tim Duncan and the Spurs was winning every other year. Nobody was saying that those guys were chasing Mike or Shaq wasn't going to be viewed as one of the most dominant centers of all time if he didn't pass such and such with the amount of championships or he didn't pass this person on the points list and he didn't pass this person there. And it's like, bro, we was not viewing basketball from those lenses. Every year we celebrated whoever won the championship, whether it was their first, whether they went back-to-back, three-peat. Everybody was rooting and cheering for them Detroit Pistons teams. It was celebrated, bro. Even when Boston got their one ring, it was a big moment. Like, it was celebrated. Kevin Garnett got his first ring. Like, we couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody was on board for that. But it wasn't until my guy goes to Miami and he wins the first one, oh, he had to get a super team to do it. You you piss on it. They go back to back. Oh, Ray Allen had to save him. He had to do this and do that. And Kawhi Leonard choked at the free line. It was never a sense of, you know what, I got this weight off of me now. I can go on about my NBA career. It was like 
Now you got to keep winning. Oh, well, Jordan got six. I bet he can't three-peat. That's when it was really uh, – now he's got to win three in a row to feel validated. And if anybody's listening to this or watching this, bro, correct me where I'm wrong. Dog. And it's like that's the part that makes me mad. It's like, dog, just keep it real. If you don't care for a dude, then that's fine. Call a spade a spade. Now, I'll tell anybody, I did not like Kobe Bryant. God rest his soul. I'm not here to talk bad about the man or nothing like that. I did not like Kobe Bryant. But I respect his game. I respect his work, that, uh, work ethic. You, How can you not? So it's like, when I see and hear stuff like this, bro, it's like, now we ain't even talking about basketball no more, bro. You just throwing in your your personal bias or you just saying shit for clicks and likes for social media. And that's when I have to remove myself from those conversations. And I'm like, truth be told, uh, people was calling Mike the GOAT before he even won three. If you think I'm lying, you think I'm joking, nah, go back and look it up. Mike was being referred to as the greatest basketball player of all time when he was on the Dream Team in 92. At that point in time, he had only won two championships. All of his peers and everybody were referring to him as the greatest basketball player they had ever seen. And by then, uh, Kareem had already had his six. So what nobody, you know what I'm saying, like, oh, Mike's got to pass this person or Mike got to pass that person. It wasn't until LeBron started winning, bro, to when we started having these conversations. And I challenge anybody to tell me where I'm wrong at. Like, even once Kobe Nim started winning, I like, Kobe Nim, Kobe went what? Lakers won what? 2000, 2001, what, 2002, I think. I want to say. But it's like, once they 3 it, Kobe went almost a decade before he won another ring. You never once heard, oh, Kobe Bryant ain't this, Kobe Bryant ain't that until he wins another ring or he wins six. But all of a sudden now, <laughs> the the criteria is is six rings, bro. Like, stop it, stop it. Look like E on the live. Shout out E, bro. You the Laker fan, bro. I think. Shout out to Gerard. Uh, I think the discussion became more when LeBron came into the league. The basketball world never seen anything like LeBron entering the NBA at eighteen. He was gifted like those greats. When you're that gifted, expectations come with it. Nobody's saying LeBron was ducking expectations or shouldn't have expectations. I feel like those expectations is what pushed him to Miami to begin with. So that's what I'm saying. It's like Kobe and had already won their three. This is prior to LeBron coming into the league. So... You're trying to tell me, because most people at this current moment in time, they say Kobe second. If they had to make a list of the best players that ever played a game, Kobe second. Again, I'm not here to bash Kobe. I'm not here to disrespect Kobe or none of that. 
It's just my opinion at this point. Kobe was not getting this, um, this much love until he passed. I don't care what anybody says, bro. Nobody was going into no barbershops going hard for Kobe Bryant until he passed. And that's why I said I'll never disrespect Kobe. I respect his game. I didn't like his style of play. And that's where we start separating Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, and things like that. That's why going real quick, sidebar, uh, shout out Scottie Pippen, man. Y'all going to have to let that dude speak his truth at some point in time. He tried with the book. Y'all pissed on the book. So now he's using social media. And y'all pissed. Like, they are on Scottie Pippen's bumper right now. And it's almost hard for me to speak on it because, again, it's going to get watered down with, oh, you just saying that because you're a LeBron fan. But if you go back to some of my earlier episodes, I said to people, I didn't care for Michael Jordan's style of play. Basketball is a team sport. So if you come down and you take 30 shots a night, I expect you to score 30. I expect you to drop 40. I expect you to drop 50. It wasn't until Mike started getting everybody else involved is when they started winning. So if you go back to what Pippen was saying, and I guess he, I'm going to assume he misspoke. When he said Jordan wasn't a great player, I think, in my opinion, what he meant to say was Jordan wasn't a great team player. He called seven different people to go. And I'm glad you're saying that, Gerard, because guess what? Depending on who he said those seven different times, when Scotty came back, when you know what, when he said LeBron, they killed him out. He comes back, he says, Mike, now everybody's supposed to respect it. Scottie Pippen knows he played with Mike. Scottie Pippen would know he played with him. He played with him. So then when he comes back again, it's like, you know what? Statistically, LeBron is going to be the greatest basketball player ever, statistically. That is a fact. Whether or not you view him as your GOAT or any of that, that's different from my standpoint. Statistically, you've never seen a player that's top 10 in multiple categories, if not top five, across the board. That's why I want Chuck Reed on here because that's why I'm saying it's like, bro, you can't keep watering down the conversation talking about rings if you're having a conversation about the greatest basketball player. Basketball is more than just scoring points. So if you look across the board and you see a, a name, number one in points, Top whatever in rebounds. I don't think he's top 10 rebounds. That's that's a big list. Predominant seniors, uh, seniors, centers on that list. You look at a, uh, assists. He's number four behind Chris Paul. Some of the greatest point guards to ever play the game, bro. Chris Paul, Jason Kidd, John Stockton. And then you look right below that, LeBron James. You go to playoffs. He got the most points. He got the most this. He got the most that. <laughs> And then y'all going to tell me that the reason why he can't be inserted in the conversation of the greatest basketball player is because of six championships? And Mike don't even have the most. That's what I'm saying. It's like that's a stupid conversation. It's a dumb conversation to even like. And that's why I'm like I fall back from it because that's when it becomes your opinion versus mine. 
And there's there's never going to be a right answer. But that's why I'm like, in my opinion, Scottie Pippen was trying to allude to that, bro. He was like, if you look at Mike's early earlier career, early in his career, he was more worried about points and scoring titles and things like that. So everybody accuses LeBron of uh, stat padding, chasing numbers. Scottie Pippen says it, and he's crazy. Wins and losses. Bill Russell won titles with six teams in the league. That's not his fault, though. And that's what I'm saying. It's like we can't keep moving the goalposts to defend one person. And that's why I'm like, at the end of the day, we're we're never we're never gonna come to an agreement as long as six and zero is the standard, is the bar. Because nobody's ever gonna really achieve that, especially in today's climate when there's multiple superstars across the league, great teams across the league. The Bulls, bro, they didn't have no big hurdles to go across, man. Mike was the favorite every single time. So it's like that's when it comes down to personal preference because it's like we all going to root for the favorite. <laughs> what about the underdog, though? That's why everybody loving Jimmy Butler right now. That's what I really want to talk about the most. Like, bro, Jimmy Butler's getting ready to be on the other side of history come tomorrow night. So what do we do with all the posts where it's like, oh, Jimmy Butler this and I saw people saying that he's the greatest Miami Heat player next to D-Wade. And it's like everybody's so prisoner of the moment. And that's my biggest beef, dog. It's like, how do we get here every single time, bro? Jimmy Butler's better than LeBron. Jimmy Butler's this. Everybody's been better than LeBron for the last 10 years, but you don't have nothing to, nothing to back it up. KD won them championships in Golden State. He's the best player in the world. He's better than LeBron. KD fell off. Here come Giannis. Giannis is the best player in the world. He's better than LeBron. Steph get his ring again, the fourth one. He's better than LeBron. He's the best player in the world. LeBron had four before Steph. Shout out E. This is why I'll never say the GOAT in B-ball, but LeBron is the best all-around statistical player, whatever you want to call it, that I've ever seen. And that's what I'm I'm just saying, bro. It's like I don't I don't want nobody to agree with me. Like, just state your opinion and leave it at that. But my thing is, and that's why I want Chuck Reed. I'm I'm calling your name out, bro. I done said it several times. E invite Chuck Reed on here. I don't care about the ring argument. Can you hoop or not is the question, bro. Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, animals on the basketball court. Allen Iverson, animal, Carmelo Anthony animal on the court none of them have a ring so you're trying to tell me that what their career was meaningless it don't mean nothing you're trying to tell me that uh (laughs) all the accomplishments that lebron has it don't mean nothing because he's got one less ring than kobe even though from a career standpoint lebron has doubled the amount of Achievements across the board, MVPs, final MVPs, points, rebounds, assists, everything. Everything is better than Kobe, but he's not better than Kobe. But then we use the same criteria to say that Mike is better than LeBron because of 
how many scoring titles he got, how many MVPs he got, how many rings he got. All of those things is what elevates Mike above LeBron. But if you use that same argument, it don't apply to Kobe versus LeBron. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. How can I get Chuck Reed on here, man? I ain't going to wait for him. I'm going to invite him. Oh, but that's what I'm saying, bro. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with, with Boston. Enough with the with the ring stuff right now. Um, who y'all got, man? I think Boston finna blow them folks out. Rings don't define a player. So we say Brian Scalabrini got that one with the Celtics, but he's better than the players that don't. The ring shit don't make strong cases, in my opinion. I And I agree wholeheartedly, bro. It's like, when is enough enough? When are we going to keep, when are we going to stop moving the goalposts? And that's why I'm saying, you didn't hear 6-0 and as a conversation until LeBron won that first one. Like, somebody fact-checked me, bro. Like, I was sitting right there watching all them championships. I, I remember when the Knicks went to the finals and Tim Duncan and David Robinson and them got their first and all that. Like, everybody was celebrated for what they won. When Shaq and Kobe got them three, bro, nobody said, now he's got to go get four. Now he got to go get five. Even when Tim Duncan got his fifth, nobody said, now he's got to catch Jordan. It wasn't until that man went to Miami, he got one, it wasn't enough. He had to form a super team. He went back to back. Well, he can't three-peat. They lost with a chance to three-peat. That's why he ain't the greatest, because Jordan had two two three-peats. He had this and that. Like, bro, you you never heard that from any, any other superstar. Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, Kobe, and all of them dudes made their legacies in that window. You never heard it until that point in time, bro. That's why I'm like, miss me with that 6-0 and stuff. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. If that's your favorite player, then say that's my favorite player. Say I, I love how MJ came in and went for everybody's throat every time he stepped on the court. Say that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Kobe-Jordan comparison were just as deep as the Bron was. No, heck no. Heck no. There was no Kobe-Jordan conversations when the Lakers was going for three in a row. And the Lakers went almost a whole decade before Kobe won another one. You more than – I got the phone synced up to the machine, bro. Let's talk. If you got a minute, let's talk. Join the live. Jordan dominated year in and year out. You can't deny that. But then if I say to you he dominated a league that there was not any real competition, then it's I'm a hater. I'm a I'm biased. Bro, name them. The Bulls was the favorite every series they walked into. Jordan was the best in the entire league. We know that. But he also had the best team, hands down. Can you honestly say for 20 years LeBron was the best player in the league for all 20? Of course not. Of course not. I give you 15 out of 20, though. 
I give you 15 out of 20. His first two years, he wasn't even remotely close. Third and fourth year is when he started going and he's teetering that seesaw. He's entering some of the conversations of, of doing amazing and great things. And then once he went to Miami, bro, the rest is history. The rest is history, bro. LeBron had a dominant 10-year run. And I'm glad you said that, bro. Everybody wants to put Greek in this conversation. And I, that's what I'm saying. It's like you can't insert Giannis into a conversation, but then when you hold him to the standards of everybody that's in that conversation, y'all tell me that I'm wrong and that he gets a pass for going to the podium and saying that there's no failure in sports. You can't have it both ways. I've always said that from day one. You can't have it both ways. You can't tell me that we're going to laugh at the Lakers for getting swept this year. After the whole entire year, everybody's like, the Lakers is trash. They're not going to make the playoffs. No matter what roster they bring in, it ain't going to be good enough. We get all the way to the point to where now the expectation was for that man to play 48 minutes, score 50 points, hit the game-winning shot, guard Mary, guard Joker, Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here, bro? Why don't y'all have that same energy for Giannis? I'm waiting to see what everybody's going to say tomorrow night. That's what I'm waiting on. That's what I'm waiting on because a lot of people crown Jimmy Butler, bro. And I'm not taking nothing away from him. And that's why I, I want to make sure I, I use my words carefully because I don't want to be that he's a hater, he's a this and that. What we've seen from Jimmy in the first two rounds was fire. But y'all not going to tell me Jimmy ain't had a, a – these last three games, you up 3-0, Jimmy Butler ain't looking like Jimmy Butler. I saw a post last night talking about he's, he's fatigued, tired. Fatigued from what? Jordan was the best every year. He was in the league except the last two in D.C., That's fair. But against who? But against who? Now, here's here's the thing, because I got I got Gerard on here. I got Clyde on here. Now, here's the question I'm going to ask both of y'all. Now, when you look at the all-time greats and you start having them conversations, what era – do most of them come from all the greats who don't have a ring because they didn't have a team that could compete with the Chicago Bulls, bro. Name one of them teams that compete with that could compete with the Chicago Bulls. I'm not taking nothing away from Mike, nothing at all. But going back to my question and what I'm saying, when you look at the all-time greats list, and these are the conversations that we've been having for the last five to ten years. Steph, greatest shooter ever. Tim Duncan, greatest power forward ever. You start talking about Dirk. You start talking about KG. You start talking about Shaq. The most dominant centers and all this and that ever. D-Wade and them done climbed this list to where some people got him third as the greatest two-guard ever behind Mike and Kobe. 
why isn't any of these players that's from Mike's era that y'all said is the best era of basketball, the 80s and the 90s, was the best era of basketball, hands down. Where is his peers when you rank them on the all-time greats list? Magic is magic, so you give Mike magic. Check check that off. Clyde Drexler, where does he fit at? Barkley, y'all piss on Barkley because he don't have no rings. That's what we're talking about, right? Where does Gary Payton and Sean Kemp rank on your all-time greats list? Y'all piss on Stockton and Malone for not having rings. And that's what I'm saying, bro. I would never say that Carl Malone was not an all-time great because he didn't win a ring. I think the 92 Blazers team was just as strong as the Bulls that year. I think that was uh, stiffest competition of any of the chips the Bulls won. I don't know, bro. I saw the Bulls down 16. Mike goes to the bench. And they came all the way back with Mike on the bench. Is Shaq, Jordan, or LeBron era? Shaq is right there on the end of that. Shaq was drafted in what, 92? Shaq was drafted in 92. Mike was gone by, uh, he retired. He came back. That's when Orlando beat him. That's the part y'all leave out. Shaq and Penny beat him. Jordan came back, beat. Shaq in 96. But you got to think, this is the, the years that we talking about Shaq hadn't figured it out yet. He had to go to L.A. to figure it out. He had to go to L.A. to get the winning culture. When Shaq got to L.A., Mike had did his three-peat. By 98, he was gone. That's when Shaq and them started, they, they did the three-peat. So then Mike comes back, and now it's, he's old. He's with the Wizards. He's this and that. It's like, bro, are you really going to say Shaq was in Jordan's era? Is that what we're doing? So what I'm saying to you is that if you really going to sit down and have this conversation, where did all the greats that we speak of on a regular basis, what time period did they come from? Because it wasn't Mike's. And I'm not using that just to, to one up and big up LeBron, but it's like, bro, when you start talking about competition and who they had to face, that matters. That matters. Chuck Reed, I saw your name pop up here, bro. Get in here. Get in here. I'm finna add you. These are the conversations that I love having, bro. It's like I'm I'm not here to water. I got Mike all around my basement. I got Jordans all over the place, so I'm I'm not that person. I'm not going to hate on somebody to one-up somebody else. And I guess that's where I'm here now because it's like keep having these conversations on social media and I feel like I have to clear the air and make sure my opinion is separated from those because I hate being put in the box. Oh, man, you you just like them LeBron fans, them typical LeBron fans. Like, no, I'm not, bro. If LeBron plays horrible, I say it. If I feel people are being biased, I say it. And the conversation that I was having last night was about Shaq and his 6-2 elimination game record and how he tries to overshadow that because he got four rings. And it's like, how did that turn into a LeBron conversation? The guards are better in LeBron's era, but the bigs 
were better in Jordan's era. That's a fact. That's fair. But I'm going to ask you again. When you start ranking your Tim Duncans, your KGs, your Dirks, how many people are going to take them over? How many people are going to take Patrick Ewing or Charles Barkley, Carl Malone? If you're having your regular barbershop talk, I don't know too many people that's going to have Carl Malone and Patrick Ewing on a list ahead of Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Barkley. Jordan had to finish over and through them, and that's fair. That's fair, and he possessed the skill set to do that. We all saw Mike go up, and when the defender went up, they was coming down, and Mike was still going up. That's what I'm saying. You can't take that away from Mike. Mike was a great individual talent. You add in the mix, Phil Jackson. You add in Scotty. You add in Horace Grant. Add in a couple of shooters. Unstoppables. I was alive when that happened. The Unstoppables. That was a phrase that was coined that was on T-shirts. Mike lost to Orlando. He came back. Sub out Horace Grant for Dennis Rodman. You sub out, uh, who was they? Uh, they got rid of B.J. Armstrong. You bought in Ron Harper. Yes, Ron Harper was old, but from a defensive standpoint, you had Harper, Jordan, Pippen, and then you come behind that with Coach and Rodman. <laughs> it's like, come on, bro. Compared to the league at that point in time, who could put together anything that was going to compete with that? I can't remember the number, but what was the number of active top 50 players at that time? I think the list was in 96. I remember that. And they all came out with the jackets and all that stuff. And that's what I'm saying. Like, the greatest 50 players of that time, how many of them have been pushed to the back burner because of the next group of superstars or whatever you want to call them? That's what I'm saying. In my opinion, and there's no disrespect to the 80s and the 90s, the players are better. Now, the game was more about X's and O's and skill positions and things like that back in the day, and that's what I actually miss. I miss that because I get tired of put the ball in one person's hands for 15 seconds and then burn the whole entire clock and throw up some BS because going back to that play last night, it's like Tatum was doubled on the inbounds. So Marcus Smart had no other choice but to catch and turn and throw up some BS. And it just so happens that once White inbounded the ball, he crashed the glass and was able to tip it in. But it's like I'm used to seeing a coach call timeout. They draw up a play, and if the play is executed correctly, it leads to two points or you have – two or three options off the play if it gets broken. And now it's just scramble, bro. That's why I was I was pissed when LeBron had Joker on the island at the top of the key with 10 or 12 seconds left, and he just sits there and dribble, 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 and then try to kick to Schroeder in the corner. The only thing Schroeder could do was throw up some BS even if he would have caught that pass. I think it got tipped and went out of bounds, and then that's when LeBron catches and hits the side of the backboard. It's like, bro – that's when I'm saying to you, like, that was trash. I will say LeBron's, like, we credit him for all this basketball IQ and this and that. It's like, bro, you got Joker one-on-one 
Worst case scenario, you get to the cup, force them to call a foul or penetrate and kick like you normally would. But again, we put all this pressure on him having to make the shot. He has to make the shot to where now when he takes the shot and misses, you get folks like Kwame Brown. Oh, my God. I know this off subject, but I was on the Sherman Mitten Bridge and I seen a ball I hit on the freeway. Dog, nah, shout out E, man. <laughs> <laughs> I invite this guy to come play golf with me yesterday, dog. We're gonna we gonna slide off topic just a little bit. Hold on, Clyde. Uh I'm like, look, man, y'all pull up at the driving range. Shout out Avery. Avery didn't want to play nine holes because he he's never played before. And uh I was like, cool, let's just go hit some balls. So I've been trying to figure out golf for years now. I love golf, but I suck at it. And uh, he pulls up, dog. I tell you, dog, this motherfucker. Look, I ain't going to cuss on this one. This dude come out there, bro. I swear he was happy Gilmore, man. He cranked about 15, 20 balls, at least 200-plus yards several times. And I'm sitting there like, dog, get out of here, bro. How you just pick up a club for the first time and just start smacking it? He out there on that juice. No doubt the players are more athletic and have deeper skill sets. But better for me is, is more about how the game is played. This era, shit sele- shot selection is terrible. Too much one-on-one. Facts. You'll never get an argument from me from that perspective. And I can't stand it. I hate it. I hate it wholeheartedly. I hate it. The players are super athletic all the way down to high school now, bro. I sit down and watch these AAU games and go to these tournaments, and, man, these players are jumping out of the gym, but they're not being taught anything. Just go run and jump, shoot a bunch of three-pointers, and eventually somebody's going to miss, and I hate it. Can't stand it. And that's why I'm saying it's like even if you look at the NBA, super super athletes with no type of fundamentals or IQ facts, now we talking. Now we talking. Because I'm I'm just like, where where are we going with the game? And I asked somebody this once before. I don't know if it was on a podcast or just regular conversation. I was like, bro, growing up, you had your Pat Riley's, you had your Phil Jackson's. They came with an identity. No matter where they went, the team had their coach's philosophy and identity. You could see it. Where now, man, they just grabbing any kind of coach, just throw them in anywhere, and there's no nothing. I'm not I'm not willing to kill Darvin Ham his first run with the Lakers, but it's obvious that he was just kind of at times over his head. But then that's a lot of pressure, too, because you got a star in LeBron that feels like he can just come in the game whenever he wants to. I don't necessarily agree with that. There were several times where the Lakers were playing great basketball without him, and then if they make a little run or cut the game to X amount of points, then all of a sudden he just jumps up and inserts himself in the game, kills out the chemistry, and then, boom, the Lakers go on to lose. I can sit here and admit that, bro, and not be biased about it. That's why I'm saying, like, don't put me in the conversation with other people because I'm I'm, I'm just going to call things how I see it. But that's why I feel like it puts him in a tough spot. I feel like Boston's coach is 
in a tough situation. You can kind of tell where, you know what I'm saying, like he's he's young. And that's why I just thought, I was like, okay, Miami's playing great basketball. Boom, they lost game four or whatever. Game five, he was like, all right, that's going to be a tough task. But it's like game six for sure. Miami's going to get these boys up out of here because a game seven in Boston is damn near impossible in my opinion. You ain't part of the cult, bro. <laughs> I want Chuck Reed, man. I want Chuck Reed, man. Even me and you been around each other long enough to where you know I'm going to call a spade a spade. But um, that's why I'm like, I can't wait to see what happens tomorrow because Jimmy Butler turned on in the fourth quarter, yes. And it was late in the fourth quarter. I'm going to say like the last six minutes or so. But in my opinion, you're at home with a chance to go to the NBA Finals. You got to set the tone out the gate. Even if you ain't scoring, your shot ain't falling. Like, you got to be aggressive. It was too many times where Jimmy's passing up shots. He ain't even attacking. Miami was in the bonus with nine minutes. That should have been a green light. Give me the ball. Let's penetrate. Get him in foul trouble. Rack up points from the free throw line. He didn't start doing that to the last few minutes of the game, and you saw the difference it made. They came back and took the lead just like that. Duncan Robinson missed some open looks, and, of course, we can be like, you know what? That's his job, to shoot. His only job is to shoot. But it's like, bro, Duncan Robinson been on the bench. Had Tyler Hero not broke his hand, who's to say that Duncan Robinson would even be in the game at that moment. So, no, I'm not putting all the pressure on him. Jimmy will have to score 40-plus with Bam 20-plus. You know what? Honestly, bro, I don't even think Jimmy would have to score 40. Like, Martin has been on. Vincent has a couple of days off at that ankle, so hopefully his ankle should be damn near close to 80, if not 90% by tomorrow. He's had a full game to play on it. You got a day of recovery today. So it's like Vincent and Martin to me is the key. Bam, you don't you can't expect 20 from him because he's been too up and down, bro. That's the thing I was telling you yesterday at the golf course. It's like this brother was at an all-star level. And it's like now you just come and go, bro. I don't know if it's at, at UK stuff. Shout out to my Wildcats. I don't know if it's at, at at UK stuff or what, man, but it's like he's too up and down. And Boston don't really have no no bigs that can get in his way. But for whatever reason, their sets start with Bam. You know what I'm saying? He's catching the ball around the top of the key area a little bit lower in between the free throw line top of the key, and people are curling off of him, picking rolls and handoffs. But it's like, come on, bro. If you get Al Horford in foul trouble – Robert Williams is going to jump for everything. Get him in foul trouble here and there. They don't have nobody else that's going to play Bam around the rim. That's why I'm just like, it, it don't make sense. But going back to Jimmy Butler, it's like we've seen what he what he's capable of. If you look at them first few games when he was torching them, I told you yesterday, what I say? I said they know how to guard him now. For them to win comfortably, I'm taking Miami by five, but whoever wins or lose to, will lose to Denver. Yeah, Denver. 
Denver looks tough. If Boston on from three, they would be hard to beat. But also, when they off, they have zero adjustments. Facts. I know y'all have heard me say that several times on here before, too. I was like, I've, I don't understand why Boston keeps shooting all these threes. And that was before Barkley and all them start talking about it. It's like, I've never seen, like, bro, you look at Boston and all five players is lined up on the perimeter. Like, it don't make sense to me. But Jimmy Butler, it's like, you can't play lackadaisical. And after this, I'm gone because I really turned this on because I wanted Chuck Reed. You see how he be ducking me. I told him he can call in and we can talk. I saw him I saw him look up on his live and then he, he logged out. But it's all right. I'm gonna get you here at the crib eventually. Um Jimmy Butler though, bro, it's like they figured out how to go. I done seen White stuff him too many times. Like I'm I'm uncomfortable with that. And it's like these are the conversations that people are not gonna have. That's why I'm curious to see what's gonna happen tomorrow and what the narrative will be if Miami goes down because at the end of the day, you, you still got to give them their flowers for making this run hell of a run this deep in the playoffs going against the competition that they went uh, against Giannis, um, the Knicks up and coming. And then you had Boston on the ropes to the point to where they was ready to tap in and he has to set the tone. ESPN just had some breaking news of an investigation of the bird. Oh man, I saw that. I saw that. That might be a whole nother conversation in its own self, bro, about uh the referee Eric Lewis. Because I feel like if if they confirm that, then he might have to go, bro. You you messing with the integrity of the sport at this point. And you talking about people already accused the games and stuff of being rigged and this and that. So it's documented that his family are diehard Celtics fans and things of that nature. And then now you got Pat Bev, LeBron making posts. He was a part of the crew that officiated that game where LeBron got hit at the end and there was a no call or whatever. And it's like, now you, you really messing with the integrity of the other of game. He, he might really be in some trouble with that one, man. But again, that's that's the power of social media, bro. It's like everybody has to get their point across, myself included. And it's like, <laughs> are we becoming zombies to to this era? It's like we have to be the first to say something. We have to be the first to defend something. Like, and we fall victim of it. Nobody's saying that these referees or athletes and stuff can't have social media. They're humans just like we are. Everybody has the, uh, they should have the ability to vent or, you know what I'm saying, voice their opinions on things. But it's like you go all the way to the lengths of creating (laughs) a, a fake account and you're critiquing people, critiquing you, like that's bad for business, bro. It, it makes the product look bad. And then when that video went around where Jimmy Butler scored that basket and he turned his face, I'm like, bro, that that's a real live emotion. And that shows to me somebody that was disgruntled that he made the shot. So it's almost like, bro, like you're refing a game 
and you're cheering for the home team. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do we know that you're making every call and you're being fair, which is what your job is supposed to be? You're supposed to be fair with all of this. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But like I said, I'm, I get online and I troll and, and be funny a lot or whatever. But it's like deep down, when it's time to have a serious conversation, I love these type of talks. And that's why I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen tomorrow because after this, I'm done. Like, I didn't necessarily like how Jimmy Butler came to the podium last night either. It's like, bro, you had the opportunity of a lifetime, and I get it. It was a miraculous freak play. Tip in at the buzzer. You live with it. But based on how he played, it's like you're not mad at all. You come to the podium laughing, joking around, and it's like, nah, man. Nah, it's not a good look. And then if they lose, it's, oh, what did you expect? He's the eighth seed. And it's like, I can't wait to hear the excuses that come with it. And bringing us back home, and then I'm done. That's why I don't agree with with the ring stuff, man. It's like, bro, you gotta you gotta look at all of these situations and circumstances that each of these players go through during their careers, and evaluate it for what it is. Mike is six and zero. Oh. Mike dominated an, an era. You can't take that away from him. But if we're going to honestly sit here and say that LeBron should have went undefeated or have a winning record, and I'm not making an excuse for losing because losing is losing. Out of 10 trips to the finals, I'm going to say the one against Dallas is a stain. And then outside of that, I don't know. The first one against the Spurs, he he wasn't gonna beat them. You're talking about prime Tim Duncan them. That that was the beginning of them becoming who they really were. So then you lost to Dallas. Like I said, that's a stain. You lose to San Antonio for a chance to three peat. That was an ugly one, in my opinion. But again, if you're gonna look at how it all unfolded. Yes, D-Wade and Bosh and all of them was on that team, but they didn't play to the expectations that you thought. And that's when the San Antonio Spurs went on a clinic from behind the three. Okay. So then, what up, Gabby? So then he goes back to Cleveland. Kyrie gets hurt. Love gets hurt. Golden State ain't really Golden State yet, so if you really want to kind of hang your hat on that one, then that's fine because we saw Mike with Pippen with a bad back. Um, Really didn't get a lot of production from some of the others. Mike did what Mike does and dropped 46. Yeah, we almost at the end now, bro. I wish you could have been on here. I was waiting on a particular person because uh, today's little rant that I'm having is like why I don't like the ring talk. We were talking about uh, what Shaq said. Uh, they showed a little clip of Shaq being 6-12 and 12 in a elimination games, and then the first response from him is, oh, I got four rings. 
And I was just saying how, like, I don't, I don't care for that argument because it's just like anything is washed away because you have X amount of rings. It's like, I don't agree with that necessarily. But um, if you want to hang your hat on Cleveland losing at, at first finals, LeBron had all this experience. And if he had what everybody claims that Mike and Kobe had, then he was supposed to dig deep in his gut and, and pull that, that one out. Okay, cool. They win 2016. So then Kyrie wants out. He goes against Kevin Durant. And that team had no business being there. So I don't I don't really fault him for that one. So it's like what are we what are we talking about here, man? It's like you know, I'm not giving him a pass for losing, but when you look at it from a historical standpoint, which is what I'm saying, and you look at some of the teams that he had to play against, we're talking about some of the all time greats that we acknowledge in today's game, bro. You playing against Tim Duncan, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. I don't see anybody of of that caliber when Mike was winning his rings. Nobody views Clyde Drexler in that light. Nobody views Gary Payton and Sean Kemp. Like, yeah, we all had the posters. Yeah, we had the, the shoes and things like that, but they were never viewed in the light that we view Steph. Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Dirk. <laughs> like, if and if you feel that way, then I need somebody to tell me that. Correct me where I'm wrong because I just, like, no. Even from a, a team standpoint, it's like the Blazers, Drexler, Porter, Clifford Robinson, <laughs> Danny Ainge, Charles Barkley, Dan Mar, like no disrespect to any of them guys, but from a historical standpoint in the NBA, die like it's apples and oranges. If the scoring record means something, Karl Malone is the third leading scorer of all time. But as I stated earlier, it's like for people that say Karl Malone wasn't great, I'm not going to sit there and water down his accomplishments and things of that nature because he doesn't have a ring. So in terms of his competition, if you want to say Carl Malone, then that's a valid statement. But according to most, based on their ring argument, Carl Malone gets passed over. So that's what I'm saying. What is the criteria? And after this, real quick, since you're watching, Gabby, my original argument was the ring conversation didn't come about until after LeBron started winning. Me and you are the same age. We went to school together. We went to college together. You know for yourself, during that window, when the Lakers were three-peating, Tim Duncan and them were winning, the Pistons were winning, you never heard anybody having arguments or debates, and it was met with, well, Kobe's not 6-0. and Shaq's not 6-0. and Chauncey Billups not 6-0. and it wasn't until LeBron started winning when that conversation started happening. And then you insert social media into the aspect of it. And now it's grown legs. And now every athlete from here until the end of time is going to be required to win six championships with no losses at a minimum before they're appreciated for their contribution to the game of basketball as it relates to 
sports and being professional. I don't agree with that at all, bro. I, I feel like that's a that's a trash argument, and that comes from social media and people just having a strong dislike for my guy back there. Again, that's just my opinion. Oh, Lord, we got Grim on here today, too, man. Shout out to everybody that's, that's on the live, man. I hope y'all having a good weekend, man. Y'all spending some good time with, with family, relaxing. Nice three-day weekend, bro. Like I said, I just didn't, I didn't, I didn't like the conversation, how it went from me talking about Shaq to all of a sudden LeBron got mentioned. Every conversation should not involve LeBron. And it's like I'm not one of those fans where I'm just like diehard LeBron this, LeBron that, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, nah, bro, talk basketball. I want to talk basketball. That's why I said Jimmy Butler and all that. It's like even with him, and now I'm just rambling at this point. Everybody was using Jimmy Butler to take shots at LeBron, even down to Charles Barkley. Like, really, he's the best Miami Heat player other than D-Wade, and it's like, bro, what are we talking about? All the means, he's uh, Jordan's son. He's got all the intangibles that Mike had and the will to win and this and that, and it's like, that's what I was waiting on last night. And he he almost gave it to us. He almost showed the will to win, and he almost done that. But had he came with that energy that he had in the fourth quarter, in the third quarter, towards the third quarter, like start trying to change the momentum. Like you saw how quick they closed that lead. Do that in the third quarter. You're at home. And they were in the bonus with nine plus minutes left, bro. Get your rhythm by going to the free throw line. As soon as they were in the bonus, he should have been, give me the ball and get the F out of my way. But it's like now... You might be on the other side of history, bro, for all the wrong reasons. And that's when I want to see where is the will to win because we forget Kobe blew a 3-1 lead all the way to the point to where he he refused to shoot the ball. You jeopardized winning because you wanted to prove a point to stroke your own ego, but y'all are going to tell me that that's the, the second greatest player Behind Mike, like stopping, bro. Now you're just talking from a personal preference, personal opinion, whatever you want to call it, because it ain't coming from basketball. Because we hear all the oh he quit, LeBron gave up, he done this and done that, bro. I literally watched Kobe Bryant do that. But anyways, I've been on here long enough. I wanted Chuck Reed. I done said his name at least fifty times on this on this episode. I wanted Chuck Reed to chime in, but he's ducking me. So next time, man, pull up at the crib, bro. I appreciate everybody that's been listening and rocking with the podcast, bro. Y'all go hit that like, share, subscribe. I Respectfully Disagree podcast, YouTube channel. Got the Instagram. Um, Till we meet again. We out. Toasted, no competition. Amnesia coasting. I feel so high, I feel so live. My body's in the twine. Amnesia coasting. I feel so live, and I know why that I can't deny. Amnesia coasting. Goody, fine wine, fools, mock liquor.
Wish me I'm high class.